0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I am coming at you guys today with, um, have I talked about this on here? Maybe not. I, I am uh, doing a series of intensives again, which I did back in January. They were called the Illuminate Intensives and I got on real coaching calls with real clients, real business owners and you know worked through the 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 strategy execution, the idea implementation or development, and the mindset shifts needed for them to get to their next level, whatever that was for them specifically. So I'm doing this again um, because I am in the process of relaunching my Launch Magic program, which is completely reinvented. I talked about that on my uh, previous call, not call, oh my God, I've just gotten off a couple coaching calls (laughs) my previous episode. Um, But this time I wanted to really focus them on offer development and really kind of like the mindset behind launching in particular and creating courses in particular. So today's call, and I'm gonna be kind of like dripping these out over the coming weeks, um, but today's call was with actually someone that I've been working with inside of my mastermind for the last couple of months, and her name's Maria, and she has really gone from not having any foundation or business at all to getting very clear on who it is that she serves, what her philosophy is, and developing a one-on-one coaching package. So today she wanted to look at, you know, how might she take what she knows and believes in um, and the way in which she serves people in her niche and condense it down into like a DIY course curriculum kind of thing. And, you know, there's definitely like a bit of an art to this because. Typically with one-on-one coaching, it's highly customized and it's very nuanced. It really depends so much on where that particular client is at in their journey and the things that we're going to help them with um, to get them to that next level, wherever wherever it is that they're desiring to go. So a course or any kind of like pre-recorded curriculum that's based on a, a number of modules or trainings is about looking at okay what's something that's perhaps a little bit more generalized in terms of the desired outcome or the people coming into it or are more or less at the same place or in a similar position such that they can implement a pre-recorded curriculum and have it really be effective for them in where they're at and uh, so we went from really You know, she only had an idea for the name of a possible course. And we went through the whole process of actually designing that curriculum from start to finish in a way that really felt very, very aligned for her. And uh, I'm really excited to share it with you guys. I think this was just such a great look into what it can look like to decide, okay, what do I need to put into a curriculum? What should be added? What are the calls to action? What are uh, potentially some of the resources or support level? What makes the most sense in terms of how many modules we're doing and what that process looks like and for me this is always about how you feel about your offer after you've designed it and this is something we're going to be diving a lot more into in next week's free training which is called quantum course design it's going to be a free pre-recorded three-part mini course that I'm gonna drop on Wednesday. So I'm gonna put that link down for you guys below. I'm also gonna put the link for Launch Magic, which is now completely reinvented. It's going to be a six month um, coaching container this time around and uh, I'm bringing in just a whole new section really. I'm, I'm completely redoing the whole curriculum and updating things, but I'm bringing in a whole section at the beginning called Physics of Affluence, where we're really going to be diving into creating a way of being, creating an identity that has you very easily operate from a place of confidence, from belief, from knowing, and actually understanding the biology and the physics behind creating results as a business owner before we get started in implementing the strategy part of your business. Because what I see so much of the time is people start their online business and it doesn't feel safe, it feels really scary, it feels really unknown. And their way of being is more so based in fear than it is in belief, and that fear unfortunately it's not the energy that the results we desire show up in. Um, and so anyways, uh, that is $500 off until Friday the 15th at 10 p.m. And I've added an option to get on a uh, discovery call if anyone wants to book one, it's there on the website. So I'm gonna link that below as well as next week's free training. Without further ado though, <laughs> here is my course creator intensive with Maria. Enjoy. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for modern entrepreneurs and business owners who know deep down that there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality I desired, I went from nine to five teacher to six-figure online business owner in less than two years. And if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hi Maria, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks. I'm really
1: excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too. A little nervous, but excited. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to talking with you because I know that, um, you know, you've been working to really kind of build like a foundation for your business, really starting from nothing, just a couple of um, months ago. And you've kind of nailed down like the sort of specifics and like a one-on-one program. And you're wanting to look at what a group course or program might look like for you. So, before we jump in, actually, maybe you can just tell our audience a little bit about who you are, what your kind of background is, where you're focusing in your in your business.
1: Uh, yeah. So, again, my name is Maria, and I um, am a te- formerly a teacher, and I just left my job a couple of months ago and decided that I wanted to go into a different uh, a different career path. And so I am, as a mother, I had a lot of anxiety uh, after I had my own children. And so it has kind of transformed into me wanting to help other mothers to kind of uh, along their own journey. So for me, it's that anxiety or that void Um, that I had in my own life. And it wasn't a void that like there was something missing. It was more like something missing inside of me. So wanting to help other people to allow them to kind of not feel so alone, I guess, because I felt so alone on my journey and that I didn't have a lot of resources um, available to me. So just wanting to kind of allow other women, other mothers to kind of feel like they have some support if they're feeling kind of the same way.
0: Yeah. Um, and what I really love about mm-hmm. sort of the nature you're in is you've spoken about it to me before as like, everything was really like when you had your, your first um, daughter and then your second, right. Um, yeah. And like, everything was great on the outside. You were supported. You did, it's not like you were in like postpartum um, depression or anything like that, but you felt really sort of like internally, Frantic in a way, or like there was something missing and you couldn't put your finger on it. And I think that sometimes it's really looking at our own experiences and they're sort of very nuanced details that actually has us really hit on something that I think a lot of people are also likely experiencing, but that also don't have words for, right? Um, And we've kind of described it, we've decided it's sort of like this feeling of like a void kind of thing. And I know that your journey was in kind of moving your way out of that was one that you really had to discover for yourself in terms of making internal shifts that would bring you back to a place of sort of balance and equilibrium. But that took quite a long time for you because you were looking very much outside of you for fixes to how you were feeling.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I think I went down the, you know, quote unquote, typical road, if you will, where I was constantly, you know, okay, I'll go do this exercise class or, oh, if I just lose, you know, the baby weight, then I'll feel good. Or, oh, if I, you know, I just need a new wardrobe and then everything will feel great. Or we just have to go on another vacation, you know, and all those kinds of things. And that's exactly it. Like I had a really strong support system, but it didn't really matter how strong my support system was. And and it was nothing like um, about my kids. Like my kids were actually the saving grace really in it all, they were the ones who actually brought the smile to my face. It was very much an internal, an internal pull, if you will, um, in multiple directions. And so once I actually started, you know, getting some support and really going inwards and kind of figuring out who exactly I was and why I actually wanted things and why I was maybe experiencing some of the things that I was, that's when I really started to see Uh, the shifts take place uh, when I really just focused on me rather than trying to focus on everybody else and everything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just, I really think there's probably so many moms out there that feel the same way. It's like they have everything that they desire They feel really loved and supported and they love being a mom and all that kind of stuff and they can't quite put their finger on this internal battle that's going on within them and like there's really no winning I mean the way that you've kind of described it is like you, you feel guilty for not feeling like amazing all the time. And then you feel guilty for feeling guilty because you should be like focusing on the kids. And then like, you try to do things for yourself, but that's taking time away from them. But then when you're spending all your time on them, you don't have any time for your, so it's like just this really, I'm sure a uh, very sort of overwhelming place to be in without any real clear path forward and, and out of it.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's exactly it. It was like the overwhelming guilt. It was like the guilt of, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, I wanted children, I wanted my family, and I had it. And so why wasn't I just appreciating it? Why was I getting in my head about all these things? And why was I thinking these thoughts that I didn't want to be thinking when I had so much around me that was so beautiful that, you know, many people would say to me, well, you should just be grateful. And I felt like I should just be grateful for what I had been given and what I had chosen for myself. And it wasn't that I wasn't grateful. It was that I was grateful, almost so grateful that I didn't feel deserving of it all. Right. And I think that was like a really big thing.
0: Right. Right. And you just weren't able to be present the way that you desired to. Um, And so it was costing you a lot. And I think that what's so beautiful about your journey is that it really was a process of discovery. First of all, I think being able to look at, you know, what is actually going on here within me and being able to kind of put words to it, or at least make sense of it in your own mind, but then also finding the tools and the awarenesses and the practices that made that internal shift for you. Um, And, you know, a great course or program is really just about our process right like what worked for us because when we share about that it's inevitable that it's going to be what somebody else is needing as well and so um what kind of was your process that had you kind of elevate up and out of that state and really make that internal shift within you or maybe it was a combination of things
1: yeah and i think that that's where i struggle the most is pinpointing because i feel like i did so many things um, but I would say like the most pivotal part of my journey, um, really started to be when I, I felt like I had kind of lost my ability to feel joy, um, not because it, it wasn't around me, but like actually internally feel that feeling of joy. And so when I started going on a quest for joy, if you will, um, I started looking at all the things that I needed, that I needed or wanted to do in order to try and get back that joy. And so a big part of that was, you know, forgiveness. So forgiveness of myself and forgiveness of situations, whether they needed forgiveness or not for those other people, it was just me forgiving that, that memory, if you will. So I think that's really where it first started was really just, um, you know, I wrote a lot of letters that I never gave to anybody, but I wrote a lot of forgiveness letters um, and really just um, that was really where I started. And then I started to tap into, okay, what is joy? So I went on a 30 day challenge for myself of what are some things that I actually like to do? Because I wasn't really sure anymore outside of being a mother, outside of being a teacher, outside of being a wife or a friend. I didn't know really what brought me you know, a lot of joy anymore. So every day, I tried to find something that brought me joy that was only about me, that had nothing to do with anybody else. So that was a really, a really big thing as well, is just figuring out what I actually liked, so that I could re, redo those things to kind of build that joy. And then the other thing was really learning to connect with the feeling of joy. So, um, what did that, that feeling? actually feel like because I had lost it. So I needed to go back into the past and figure out times that I had felt joy and really like feel into what does my body feel like? What happened in those memories that really brought that joy so that I could be so immersed in that experience, a, vi- a visualization really of that experience that that brought my whole body into that joy. And so then you know, I started to anchor in that feeling of joy so that I could then attribute and understand when I was actually being in joy in the present moment. Right. And so that was, that was really, I would say the real switch. So those were kind of the lead ups. And then once I started to actually remember what joy felt like in my body, I was like, oh yeah, like here it is. And so then I could recognize it more, um, in my, in my present and future experiences as well. So that was a big one. Um, hypnotherapy was really huge for me as well. And just like clearing out some old stuff, if you will. So that was a big one for me as well.
0: I love what you had to say there about remembering joy in your body, because when you really start to better understand just how our system works, like if you've trained yourself out of a feeling of joy, then yeah, you can't access it. Right. And and it doesn't matter what we change outside of us. It's an, it's always about our internal state. We were talking about this last night on my magic, where it's like, there's been times in our lives when like a lot of circumstances were not great, but we were so happy. And then other times when circumstances were incredible and all we did was find things that were wrong and it really has nothing to do with the circumstances, but rather understanding that you can create that feeling internally and practice it and, and have it become familiar. Um, and I think just having that awareness for moms, um, I think is, is huge. So I know that with your one-on-one, because a lot of this is very personalized, right? It really depends. Um, you know, where a client is, what their experience has been, what's going to resonate with them. Um, And so I think like that's where we started with a one-on-one program, which I think makes a ton of sense for you. A group program is about looking at, okay, what's like a small piece of the puzzle that's sort of more niche in terms of a specific practice or, or specific outcome that you're walking people through. Um, and how can I put that into a curriculum that people can apply to their personal journeys? Right. And if they want something highly customized, then that's where your one-on-one would come in. Our group programs are, we, we can build them so that they're, they're, they are customizable, but you're still having like the same group of people walk through the same steps and just kind of, you know, apply things with where they're at personally. Um, Do you have anything that's come to mind just for getting started in terms of um, an idea for a possible group course or program, anything that's come up for you or that you like the idea of, or maybe you don't have anything at all at this point?
1: Yeah. So I would say like, actually when I, like when I first started thinking about um, transitioning to coaching, one thing that really came up for me was the journey to joy essentially was essentially that was what I was seeking as well. And so that was one idea. So just like the process of like essentially reconnecting with your joy, right. Um, And really figuring out what brings you individually joy, you know, that all those things outside of you are, can bring you joy, but like, what can you do for yourself each day as well, that really connects you with your joy and allows you to experience the outer joy, but you have to find it within first, right? So that was a really big one. And then the other thing was, and you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit, but like, is just that, that overthinking and building that trust within yourself. So those have been kind of the two, I think, big things that were really important to me on my own journey is like building that trust within myself that I could trust myself in the process and trust my intuition and trust um trust my thoughts because I can be very analytical and very overthinking. Um, And yeah. And then that journey to joy is kind of, I don't know, just, it just feels so good. Like just reconnecting with those feelings. And I know you've talked a little bit about this too, is like that you kind of get stuck almost in your anxiety, right. And those feelings of anxiety. So when you can actually learn how to switch yourself out of them into those into those feelings of joy, like, what an amazing, like, gift that is, right? And and just knowing that you're able to do it, because I never felt like I was the one in charge of that before. I thought that it was, you know, we're told so often that it's outside of us. So when I really learned that, like, oh, man, like, this is actually within me, this is within my control to decide for myself. Um, And no, it's not like a, a flick of a switch. But it's like that the ability is there for you to actually um, have that joy or those feelings that you desire.
0: I love both of those ideas. And I think that, you know, a lot of what you bring to the table is helping other women just have these awarenesses, right? Because it took you a long time to really figure out what was going on and to put words to it. Um, and even just giving women permission to say, you know, the anxiety is within you and you do have control over, deciding to shift it you know in the coming weeks and months um and it's not something we can fix externally i think even just liberating women to that truth will be like uh, for me because i i have talked quite a bit about last year and my anxiety and it all changed when i realized that it was internal and that it wasn't a problem it was a program that's really what i've been saying lately um and that i could unprogram it and that had things turn around so quickly because i stopped making it wrong i stopped like spiraling into it and i was more just the observer of it there was this degree of separation for me where i was like okay that's coming up today because that's what my body's used to right now and that's okay i'm working towards finding a place of ease and actually one of the things i did you mentioned like going back to memories where i felt really easeful and felt really like worry free and actually remembering what that felt like in my body so this is the thing that like has resonated so much with me. And I love that you're bringing it into, like, you have that awareness and you're bringing it into your coaching because I honestly really think it's like, it's, there's nothing to fix. There's just things to relearn or learn in general. If we want to feel joy, we need to practice what joy feels like. If we want to feel ease, we need to practice what ease feels like and have compassion with ourselves in that process of kind of unwriting and rewriting. Right. Um, So I think just like even just liberating people to that is like a, could be a, a good chunk of a course curriculum, and then like because the awareness is really big, and I think also I, I like to when I'm giving someone a mindset practice, I want them to know why, like I want them to know how it's working in their brain, in their body, because I feel like that's when I actually sit down and do the work myself when I understand how the work is going to create a change for me over time. So I don't know, like, I feel like that's kind of, um, you know, a big thing for you as well as just having this awareness, having this learning and sharing it with women and then saying, okay, now that you understand that, that this is maybe why you're feeling this way. And it's something we can shift internally. Here's the practice. Here's what this might look like for you.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think like what you said a few moments ago is just that ability to stop making ourselves wrong for it, right? Making our, yeah. we're constantly making ourselves wrong if we're not thinking the good thoughts, you know, if you will. Um, it's like, oh, that's wrong. I shouldn't be thinking that way. Like, that's the wrong thing to be thinking, right? And I think it's like accepting that those thoughts are there and that we can learn from those thoughts of like, what what do I need to do to shift out of these? Because like, this is my body trying to tell me that I need to shift out of these because we know that when we're feeling anxiety, it means that the things that we're thinking are actually not meant for us, right? Like, that's why they're making us anxious because they don't actually Feel good to our body but we have to listen first and then move out of them right rather than just smushing them down all the time but it's not we can't just sit there and listen all the time because then we're just sitting in it all the time so it's about listening but then moving forward and I think like what you said when we connect to those old feelings it reminds us of how we can kind of Listen and then move forward, right? And then we can connect back into the feelings that we do want to actually feel without ignoring or making ourselves wrong for the things that we didn't want to be thinking or feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like what I've been saying to people is like, you know, we've been through a lot, like, life in general is a lot. And being a mom, like, I'm watching Tara, my best friend. you know, figure that out. And it's a lot throw in two years of a pandemic and war and, you know, like just soaring inflation. Like it, it's a lot. And then we're like, Oh, why do I feel anxious today? I'm like, well, because you're a human being on planet Earth in <laughs> yeah. 2022, like let's have a little more compassion. Um, and so I think that first and foremost, and I really, from, you know, everything you're saying and what it took for you to learn this and to become this aware, and then actually do the work to have things start to move forward for you. And that doesn't mean that you're never anxious or that you're like, you know, on cloud nine all the time. It's just that you have that awareness and that's freeing in itself because again, you get to stop making it wrong. I think that just in explaining that to people, the way you just explained it to me, like that's, you know, a Super valuable free training. You could dive deeper into it in like a first or second module of a course where you're really just kind of liberating women to say, you know, we're lacking joy. So let's say it was the journey to joy, which I absolutely love. It was the journey to joy. Um, and the first module is, you know, really really kind of meeting them where they're at and saying, I know how this feels for you. It's likely that, you know, you're looking for a fix externally. Um, you can't make sense of why you feel this way when your life is all the things that you always desired it to be. Um, but I'm going to explain for you why you have been feeling this way. And it's really just about understanding your biology. It's really just about understanding that, you know, things got stressful and that became something that became really familiar to you. And then it just like spirals downward because the stress, Uh, the stress in our bodies also uh, sorry dictates the thoughts that we think as a result and it's this like downward spiral where we think something's really really wrong in reality it's just we had an emotion that emotion started to lead us to certain thoughts so when you imagine let's say it's it's journey to joy and what I really like about that is I always when it comes to um a name for a course or program I really try to two things I try to um, sort of like lead people into a knowledge of what the outcome is, right? Mm -hmm. So joy, joy is the desired outcome. We want to make it more about the outcome when we're making marketing choices or design choices or, or naming it or whatever. We want to focus in on what the benefit of enrolling would be not so much of what the journey is. So a lot of the time people, uh, talk about, you know, meditation, for instance, they create a course, talks about meditation which is fine um except that meditation is the process that gets you to the journey what's the benefit of the sorry that gets you to the destination what's the benefit of that uh, of the meditation in terms of what it might mean in your life so you've already done that really well where you're like this is about getting to joy and then even just i actually really like the word journey in this um context because it kind of sums up like for people part of what's happening inside the course itself. Like, okay, it's a journey. We're going to go on an internal Mm -hmm. journey to get Mm -hmm. you to joy. And it just sums up quite quickly for people. They would see that. And you could have a, I would have a subtitle, like if if it's specifically for moms, for instance, I would have a subtitle that describes what it is for people, you know, creating the internal shifts to live your most, I don't know, peaceful and authentic life for like Yeah, maybe not that, but (laughs) I know where you're, yeah, (laughs) it would take a little while to figure that one out. But, um, so anyways, I love the name of it. I think it really, um, makes a lot of sense. It really speaks to what the transformation or the desired destination is for people. And it insinuates part of what makes your course special, which is that this is a journey to joy, Mm -hmm. right? Um,
1: and the thing Sorry, for for me was like with the word journey is, I think for me specifically, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there, is we always think that it's like a finite destination, that we're yeah. we're going to achieve right. this like end result. And all of a sudden, we're going to be just living in like complete joy every day, all day, which is not necessarily the case, but it's about like going on that journey and really enjoying figuring out yourself and figuring out the tools that really allow you to empower yourself to constantly bring yourself back to joy. So even if something happens, you then later have those tools to go on that same journey right back to where you go. And it's in my own experience is quicker each time, right? Every time I go it once I, if I find myself losing myself Um, a little bit, then I know how to, the exact steps to take again, to go back to that on that same journey back to joy. And it just shrinks smaller and smaller each time where we're hopefully always or most often living in a state of joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. And when I said before, um, you know, not making it about the journey, what I actually meant was we don't want to make it about the process so much. Like, Mm -hmm in your use of the word journey, it actually is part of the destination because as you just said, like, it's about having the tools, having the know-how. And the reason it gets easier for you every single time is because you've practiced it over and over and you know it, and you know that it works and you believe that it works. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to just do this thing again. And then I'm going to get back to my place of equilibrium. Um, but yeah, so I usually have people steer away from making it too much about the process. Like if Mm -hmm. you said, you know, yeah, meditate, like something to do with meditating and joy, or even just talking about mindset in our course, um, names specifically, or offer names a lot of time, like that doesn't mindset is so broad, right. Um, it's, it could mean so many different things. And a lot of people don't understand what mindset is.
1: And very intangible. That was like my thing, right? It's very intangible. Okay. That's great. So how do I change my mindset? Like that sounds lovely. Now tell me how to do it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And and it's kind of wishy-washy. So we want to give people tangibility, even if it is a mindset program. It's like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. if they're making shifts in their mindset, why? For what, what desired external outcome or, or even desired internal shift. Like what's the emotional change? Like let's focus on the thing that they know they want rather than the thing that we think they need so that they can have this outcome. So it's just in terms of marketing, I'm always bringing it back to, what do my people know that they want, right? What do they know that Mm -hmm. they want? What do they know that they want? Um, And then propositioning, not sorry, not propositioning, positioning my offer, to be the thing that helps them get there. So I think that you've already really set that up really, really well. Um, when you sort of imagine this, what's kind of the structure for you and maybe you are you don't know yet, do you have sort of a sequence in your mind of how this might progress for people that were inside of it?
1: So this is where I find that I get in my head a little bit more about it, is like where, how to kind of like break it down. So, um, you know, some of the, so maybe not in like sequential order, but some of the things that I think are important are a, like just figuring out like what, um, what actually brings you joy so that you can actually seek things out that actually, you know, even if it's like a simple thing, like for me, one of the things was literally making a frothy drink every day. Like it, it doesn't have to be these like grandiose things, right? It was like, And once you get, like I did a 30-day challenge, once I got to day 25, I was like, oh man, like what else can I find, you know? And so you start really like sinking into those small things. So I think like just sitting and figuring out some of those um, things that can bring you joy that you can actually grab on a daily basis, right? Like I can make myself a frothy drink at any point in time of the day if I really want to connect with that feeling of joy. So finding those things that you can easily connect with as well as those bigger things, right? Um and then um I think like some visualization as well of uh visualizing into First, I think visualizing into a past event and learning how to connect in with your body uh, and really feel that that uh, that feeling within and really start to recognize like the physiological changes in your body and your temperature in what does it actually feel like to experience that thing that you know, at one point in time caused you joy. Like for me, it was, um, the, the big one for me was actually going back to, uh, swimming with my grandparents when I was a kid. And I could just like my whole body changed my whole energy changed. And so really just sitting and learning about that. And then, um, yeah, now I've lost my train of thought.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's okay. So those are all like really like wonderful action steps that they can take and practices Mm. that they can implement. Um, and I would look at to get to that point, what is the foundation in knowledge that they need that you might start a curriculum with?
1: Hmm. (laughs)
0: well you've already said it you've already said it on this call and I I know that's a big question Um, (laughs) but it's like okay so we're looking at whenever it comes to designing a course or program curriculum we're looking at uh where they are when they come in and where they desire to be either at the end of the curriculum or in the months following they're not necessarily going to create you know let's say it's a four-week course they'll definitely have internal shifts but they might not be where they desire to be at the end of the four weeks, but if they keep mm-hmm. implementing the tools you provided them, they'll get there within a matter of months. Right. Yes. Um, and I say that because a lot of people put this pressure on themselves. Like everyone that signs up for my course needs to have a completely different life by the time that it's over. And it's like, no, you're providing them with the tools to create that shift for themselves. If they stay committed to the practice for, you know, a period of time. Yeah. So, and in my experience, um, it
1: doesn't happen usually right away. Like you have small yeah. shifts, but I think it's like after when you're out of it, you're like, you just like, look at things differently in my opinion and in my experience. Well, it's
0: like, yeah, it's like, um, going to the gym, right. The first four weeks, um, yeah, (laughs) you're mostly just feeling sore and hating it. And then if you keep going, (laughs) if you keep going, it starts to get easier. You start to like it. It starts to become more of an identity for you. You start to condition your body for those movements. Right. Um, Mm. and so I think that, these are the kinds of things that you could bring into say like your intro module, you want to really break down these concepts for people. So with any course or program, you're taking them, like you're looking at what is that A to B transformation and what's everything that they need to know? What's everything they need to understand? What's everything they need to implement? And and then is there support that's needed from me? What's all the things that they need in order to create this, right? And it's usually like, I mean, it really obviously depends on the niche and what the specific course is for, but it starts with an understanding of, of you know, why and how they're going to create this change. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. I think it's, if, All they know coming into it is that they're not feeling the level of joy that they desire to. And they don't know why we need to first and foremost, liberate them to Mm. why it is and actually describing for them. Okay. This is an internal journey. Here's why. Mm -hmm. And actually breaking down perhaps some of the, I don't know, I would call them like scientific principles, but it's more like a biology thing. Like just understanding, helping them understand, okay, we need to just we need to just understand that there are emotions we've become really familiar with and ones that haven't, or the ones that we're not familiar with that we desire. Um, This is an internal journey because even if the circumstances are wonderful outside, you know, we've all had that experience where we change something externally and still wonder why it's not enough internally, right? Mm -hmm. Because this isn't an external journey. This is an internal one. So I think first and foremost, I would start a curriculum with those principles, the the key understandings that made the difference for you. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. If it wasn't something
0: that yeah, if it wasn't something that made a difference for you, then don't include it. Right. This is your your we're really just packaging our knowledge, understanding, and processes inside of a curriculum that other people can benefit from. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Cause I guess like essentially it's like like. At the very beginning in that, you know, say first module or whatever, you're really just kind of really taking taking the person through the idea that like the the difference between external and internal circumstances, I think, right, Right. is really just like that. The external circumstances can be this and your internal circumstances don't aren't going to necessarily match. Right. And so really understanding that you're not wrong if they're not matching just because your external and internal aren't matching it's like how are we going to learn how to align them so that they can can acknowledge the external events and that i think that you allow it internally too right that you allow the external to feel good inside yes
0: exactly so that would be the perfect place to start a course or a curriculum mm-hmm. like, like that, that. like helping people actually understand that because they need that foundation to then know why they should be working on their internal state. Right. Mm -hmm. Or why it's, why it's going to be the thing that really makes a difference for them. Otherwise they're probably not going to do it. They're gonna be like, but tell me how to, you know, get back to the gym and have time for that so that I can feel good again. You know, like they're going to keep looking for external circumstances to shift because that's what we believe in our society creates the internal world obviously it's so funny we still think that because we all have so many experiences where things are great and we're unhappy about it but we're like well I guess I'll just change something else externally and hopefully that'll be it like what are we going to learn yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah the external world I mean obviously it does play a role but yeah, it's way more about your internal state. Um,
1: well, I think sorry, that those external, those external events just become magnified of how amazing they are when your internal is kind of sorted out, if you will. Right. Like when you sort out the internal, yeah. then you can really take in all the external and you're like, wow, like this is what was in front of me the whole time. Like, this is amazing. Right. Exactly.
0: So I would do a whole module explaining these things, like helping people see, um, you know, there isn't necessarily a connection between the external and the internal and creating external circumstance or shifts in external circumstances doesn't guarantee that there's an internal one. And that's probably, they're probably going to resonate with that because what they've done up until this point is try and change things externally so that they can feel better. Mm -hmm. And it's not worked. That's why they're in your course. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I was.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And can you imagine if you came across a course and the first module explained those things to you Mm -hmm. you stop like endlessly searching for something that was wrong and how to fix
1: it. Mm -hmm. And how to just kind of, yeah, push it all away and hope that it, you know, that if I put one more Amazon order through, (laughs) that
0: it would (laughs) all go away. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So you start with really giving people the foundation so that moving forward, let's say it's like a four week course. Let's just throw that out there. Moving forward, they're like, okay, this is an internal change then. So I need to start working on internal things. And then you're going to help to um, give them the tools. And you already explained a couple of really beautiful ones that are going to have them create that internal shift. And you can also tell them, you know, what's expected in their external reality when they create the internal shift is that they will be able to enjoy things more. They'll have, I mean, I don't know if you want to go into like the manifestation world about it at all, but when we do create internal shifts, that's when things outside of us show up differently anyways. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But it'll get to just be like a happy bonus because I think the people in your program they're not, necess- they're not like trying to manifest or anything like that. They're wanting to feel good about the lives that they already have because mm-hmm. for many of them, it's the life that they had always envisioned for themselves, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like what's coming to mind for me right now almost is like, say module one is like ex- the explaining of like the internal yeah. versus external. And then we almost move into kind of like the clearing out phase, if you will. Yes. Like of yes. clearing out the old and and I think and in, in that clearing out is clearing out the the um the making yourself wrong for it all right like is working on that too right is that everything that you were thinking yes. was wrong but also clearing out just old gunk that old thoughts that don't need to be there anymore right and aren't serving you or aren't doing anything that's moving you forward to what you actually want right
0: yeah or even just like. I like the, you know, not making yourself wrong, like clearing out. um, I think in my experience anyways, it's more about witnessing or observing those thoughts rather Mm -hmm. than attaching to them. Because if we have momentum behind a certain way of thinking, it's not like you've said, not something you just flip a switch on and have mm-hmm. it go away. So instead being like, okay, I want you to start observing those thoughts when they come up and be like, I've got momentum behind these thoughts. They've become easy for me. I'm in the habit of thinking them. And even in just that awareness, there's this degree of separation that has them stop, stop having so much power. Right. Um, and I think it like that could be a really beautiful place, which is a clearing out process, right. Mm-hmm. It's through,
1: but I think like the word you used is
0: through, Oh, what were you going to say?
1: Nope. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, well, you said, um, uh, what was the word that I, that I used? I want to
1: awareness. I I think that was a really good word, right. Is creating that awareness.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Awareness. Um, oh my God, there's so much freaking power in awareness when we can stop identifying with our thoughts and emotions and instead just observe them as being what they are, which is thoughts and emotions. Um, And like, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who was in some resistance about something and she was really making herself wrong for it. And I said, like, you're actively working on rewriting this program and there's remnants and that's fine. You've got a lot of momentum behind this set of beliefs on that topic in your life. You're rewriting them. Like... And there was just like this sense of relief for her or release for her um, being like, oh yeah, okay. It's not a problem that I'm thinking this way about this topic. I've been doing that for a while. Yeah. So it's just gonna take, and I think that that awareness for people is really, really liberating. And especially for moms who are so used to making themselves wrong for everything and worrying that they're not doing things enough or doing things well enough or, you know. Um, and so for them to be like, kind of raising themselves above those like frantic thoughts overthinking does start to then clear it out because it has a lot less power right mm-hmm. so i mean i think that's a beautiful topic and an incredibly important one as a module and i think it makes perfect sense that you would do foundation and then you would do clearing out module 2 um mm-hmm. and that's like their their practice so I like to give people, you know, with a module of something they obviously build on each other in terms of the sequence. Um, but I like to give people, you know, the information that they need, the teachings that they need and understanding of the topics that they need. And then from there, give them like, okay, here's what you're actually going to go and implement now that you have this information. So if module one is like a foundation of internal versus external, um, that like call to action or implementation from that week. I mean, you could you could tell me what might make sense for them to go and actually start implementing right away. Usually what I like to do is in module 1, I'm like if they only watched one module, I want it to be something that could change their life. So I'm going to give them mm. like the simplest thing to do right off the bat that could have them start to really see changes if they never made it to module two. Of course, I want them mm-hmm. to make it to module two, but I'm just giving them like the thing that's going to be the most beneficial for them and starting them with it the earliest. So I don't know what that might be in terms of that specific topic. Like if you're distinguishing external versus internal in module one, giving them that foundation. Does anything come to mind for you in terms of what they might actually go and implement with that information?
1: Yeah. So one thing that comes up for me is just honestly doing like a hypnosis to kind of just re to cement in, um, doing like that internal dialogue. Right. I think that, um, like I said, hypnosis was very, was really big for me in just kind of allowing it to really connect with, you know, my subconscious mind versus my overthinking conscious mind. And, um, so I think, you know, just allowing that, I think that would be really huge. Cause I think that even just one simple, you know, um, hypnosis session that they could listen to over and over again to really continue to cement in that, like the, they have the answers within them, right. That all the answers that Love we that. need are inside of us.
0: Beautiful. You're natural at this. (laughs) Um, Because like you said, that that one simple, but if they did it every day and they listened over and over, it would start to become subconscious for them. And I think that you could also bring in conscious versus subconscious um, distinguishment. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Distinguish between the two of them in module one. I like to make up words. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that's right. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, so explain to them, like, you know, a lot of the time we think that we're thinking these thoughts consciously and then we make ourselves wrong, but most of them are actually subconscious, which means we're mm-hmm. not choosing them. They're just there because it's what, what's habitual. And so then like really, um, distinguishing that for people and then saying, here's what we're going to start out with right away. I've got a hypnosis for you. It's 10, 15 minutes long, whatever. Um, listen to it every day. When you wake up, when you go to whatever, you can decide what mm-hmm. works for you and, and have them Start doing that. And that's all that I would have them do week one. Like keep it simple because Mm -hmm. with mindset work, it's way better for it to be simple. I think the more we overload people, the more likely they are to feel overwhelmed. They're already overwhelmed. So that's why they're in the program. (laughs) So let's not give them over more
1: overwhelm. Right. I agree. Like I think the simpler the better. Like for for when we tack on so many things and it becomes so overwhelming, you you do it for a couple of days and then you're like, I don't have time for this anymore, right? And then you're more likely to give up. Whereas I feel like if it's like one simple thing that you can do, you know, don't watch one episode of a show and do a hypnosis. And like, that's the trade-off. It's like nothing, right? So I think, I think you're right. Like when we load up too much, we think that more is better. Our minds naturally want to go to more is better, but when we have less, it's actually way better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The chances that they're actually going to do it and then benefit go way, way up. Mm-hmm. So then if module two is a clearing out process and an, an awareness Mm -hmm. Then that would be their call to action, right? Their, their homework, so to speak, they would start, they'd keep doing their hypnosis and then throughout the day, they would observe their thoughts and their Mm -hmm. emotions and create, get in the habit of creating a degree of separation. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like almost like tracking it in a way so that you're sorry, I think we're like overlapping a little bit with the internet. Um, so almost like a tracking, of their thoughts, right? And like, even by jotting them down, just so that they can start to see what they're actually thinking in the day, right? Because sometimes we're, we just let that that um yeah that train of thoughts keep going. And I find like once you put them down on paper, they have so much less power by writing them down versus allowing your mind to just create and link them to become this whole story, right? Whereas if we just yes. as they come up, we write them down, it's like they're just there. That's they were just thoughts versus a full story.
0: I think I love love that. Um, I think that being in this world, we're so used to understanding that we are a person with thoughts. Most people that's actually, they, they've never distinguished. They've never been the observer of their thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. They actually are their thoughts because there's no separation at all. It's like, this is just like, this is the experience of life and they're thinking, but they're not even really aware that they're thinking. So really breaking it down and taking it even back to that level. I mean, I remember doing my first, um, like self-development seminar and they described the, the topic of stories, like the concept of stories, like you have a, you have a story about what's happening in your life. And it, it was a whole weekend to just distinguish, like that one concept and it took me a while to be like oh I have a story about my relationship with my mom or I have a story about this thing that happened over there and we forget that because we're so in this world so if you can you know bring it really back to it's not basics but it's introductory in a sense it's foundational I think and and yeah have them okay now we're going to spend a week you're still going to do your hypnosis and I want you to start becoming aware of your thoughts and even writing Mm -hmm. them down and just observing them just being like Mm -hmm. cool I'm having these thoughts today beautiful
1: yeah and not judging them just looking at them as that they're just there right like they're just there happening
0: yes um okay so then from there now we're we've kind of laid the foundation and where might they go after that and I think this is where we could kind of start to bring in everything that you've said in terms of different practices, in terms Mm -hmm. of tuning into joy and actually creating more of it in your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think like, we don't want to spend so much time always just thinking about the negative if we want to move into and I don't even like that word negative like move into those less desirable feelings if you will um but I think like and I don't know what you think about this but almost like talking about the power of and as well like that you can be experiencing this and that so I think like that might be a nice one is that you know we can be experiencing things that maybe are less desirable but that we can and we can still feel joy in our life at the same time, right? So it's like connecting those two, not connecting them, but experiencing them simultaneously.
0: Um, I would be tempted to put that in at the end of module two so that oh, you're not kind of just like leaving them on a like, okay, you know, notice your thoughts and emotions this week without any kind of like upliftment at the end of it. You're mm-hmm. like, notice your thoughts. And know that you can experience both, right? Mm-hmm. You can be observing the undesirable thoughts and emotions while also leaning into the ones that you desire to feel and celebrating them. And mm-hmm. then that kind of prefaces the next module, the week following, if, if that's how you were going to set it up, where then you're really starting to say, okay, what does joy, if, if joy is what I desire, what does that feel like in my life? Mm-hmm. And before you get to that point, you've laid the foundation for them. They get what mm-hmm. they're doing, why they're doing it, um you know you've laid that foundation they're becoming aware they're in a good spot now to start choosing their emotions because they've already been getting used to observing them does that make sense
1: mm-hmm. yeah so maybe like yeah no that makes a lot of sense so like maybe as they move into module 3 is like connecting with past experiences like essentially yeah. like identifying what are some past experiences small or big, it doesn't really matter. But what is one time like that you have felt joy in your life, right? Even if you can only find one um, and start, you know, and start there. So just being able to kind of figure out what are some of those experiences that you had a good time and and then learn and then the kind of the action pieces is maybe taking one of those and just, just literally sitting there and and visualizing, you know, maybe I would do like a visualization exercise where they sit there and actually feel into and just notice again, be aware of what is actually happening in their body when they are, you know, really getting into that past experience and what does it feel like so that they can actually just learn to see what is, what are those feelings that I feel when I am experiencing joy.
0: So, um, module three could be like reconnecting with joy, um, because it's really kind of an introductory, right. And I think that you could give them, um, some like knowledge or understanding of like, we want to start familiarizing your body with the feeling of joy and actually like breaking down whatever resonates with you in terms of like the biology side of it. Cause mm-hmm. like, I love Dr. Joe's work and he really breaks down how our body just becomes programmed with certain emotions and actually mm-hmm. addicted to them. And that's it. And understanding that was really liberating for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I've been like, so stuck in this anxiety loop. Maybe I'm just addicted to it at this point. Like maybe this is not actually something I can control but I can choose to shift my way out of it, which is what I did. Um, But I think giving people that understanding then empowers them. So if they're not feeling happy and they're used to not feeling happy, being like, well, of course you haven't been like, you've had a lot going on. You've been more familiar with the feelings of stress and guilt and shame and overwhelm. So let's practice a new way of being right. And it, and it's not easy. And that's where I think, um, starting with a past experience memory is a really great place to start with people because all they're really trying to do is tune back into joy for the sake of joy. And doing that by going back into the past is a powerful way of doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think because we have to remember that, like, our, our, like, nervous system, like, holds on to those things. Right. Exactly. And, and I think, like, within that module, almost like teaching the idea of the fact that, like, our body is like a robot, right? That whatever yes. we put into our imagination, can become the reality in our body. So if we're always imagining anxious stories, then our body is re- is reacting to those, right? And so I think that teaching that idea that when we're actually thinking about that joy, you can see how your physiology changes just by visualizing that and just by yeah. going into that story, right? And that was, a re- I think, is a really powerful thing. And I never knew that before. Like if I had known that, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, like this would have been a mute point, right? Like I wouldn't have spent so much time trying to figure out where to go. Cause I think that's such an important thing that your brain is just, your mind is so powerful. Anyways, now I'm going and on a tangent. I think,
0: <laughs> no, but I love it. And I love, like, I really think bringing this into the curriculum Because again, it gives them permission to stop making themselves wrong. We think that it's all us. It's not, it's our physiology. (laughs) It's the way that we're built. You know, we get, we are, we are robots in a sense, and we get to program the robots, but it, (laughs) but it doesn't take, it's not something that we just like choose in a second. It's something we have to stay committed to not for a long period of time, but, um, for, you know, a consistent period of time. So giving them that understanding and then saying, okay, since your body's a robot, (laughs) and is running a program, we're going to start reprogramming for joy. And here's the easiest way to start doing that, go to past memories and visualize it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, at that point you might offer them like another hypnosis that's updated. Mm -hmm. It just Mm -hmm. adds that component to it. So now they're not trying to do both visual or both meditations. You're combining the first one, which was, um, just a regular hypnosis have like awareness and, you know, foundational stuff. Now you're adding in the visualization process of remembering a past memory, feeling the joy in their body and practicing that. And maybe it goes from being 10 minutes long to being 15 minutes long or something, but mm-hmm. it's still really easy for them.
1: Yeah, totally. Sense? Yeah, I know. I love that for sure.
0: Okay. Um, I'm loving this by the way. Like, I think this would be such, a I know I'm like,
1: life. I'm really excited about it now.
0: <laughs> um, so that, you're like I working knew, your magic, really- Lauren. <laughs> I love course design. Like, it's so <laughs> fun to me. I'm like, oh my God. And then you could do this. Um,
1: and I, But I find it so easy to like talk with you and like all my like ideas that are just flying and you're able to kind of like put them in a little kind of box. I like it. <laughs>
0: I think that a lot of that has just come from practice. Um, but I always, I don't know, I always have loved like helping people put their ideas together in a way that makes a lot of sense and would, would really appeal and benefit the person inside of the program. Um, so then I think that this lends itself well to like a four week course. Um, and these are totally things that they could do on their own. Like this really could be like a DIY um, mm-hmm. course. I mean, the first time you ran it, you could do some Q and A's or something if you wanted to.
1: Mm-hmm. There's different
0: structures we could talk about, but um, what do you think if there was only going to be one more module? And of course, there can be five. You could you could add more if you wanted, but I think there's going to be a lot of beauty in the simplicity of this because it's mm-hmm. it's simple, but it's going to be very transformational for people. Um, yeah, where might you want to lead people, or is there anything else, or maybe you're just in module four, you're expanding on the joy practices that you spoke of.
1: I think so, and I think also like then like kind of looking outwards to where, not looking outwards, like externally, but like looking around you of like moments that you are actually experiencing that joy. So when, so again, coming back to that awareness of like, what evidence am I finding in my current reality that there actually is ability to feel these joy, right? So once you have sat there and really started to feel it into your body, continuing that practice, I think is huge. Um, I also would maybe potentially do a little bit of like learning how to anchor in that feeling of joy so that they can access that joy as well. Um, so that they can continuously remind themselves of what that feels like. Um, so like one little thing that I did, for example, is every time that I noticed, that I was like feeling really excited, I would, you know, anchor in that joy, uh, like, and feel, you know, um, to remind my body, like, this is a joyful moment. Like, this is a moment once I started to recognize it. So I'm a little bit, I know that I've kind of gone off track a little bit there, but something like that. So teaching maybe that anchoring a little bit of how we can actually learn to access that joy consistently and remind our bodies um, yes. Of that feeling, and then um, finding the evidence in their in their reality that those joyful moments are actually there. You know, when I joined when I joined yeah. Mind Magic, um, that was like really you know. And I started so what I actually did was started labeling them based on joy, abundance, and I was like, oh, that was actually joy. Like, and I hadn't you know, and started making that like actual connection to this event happened and that was joyful or this event happened and that was abundance or whatever, right? Like whatever. So that I think is a really big one too, is just allowing your brain to connect the two together as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then and bring them into that time, conscious awareness. Totally. Um, which just strengthens them. I love the idea of making this about anchoring in, um, and, and really finding that place of joy, consistently practicing going back to it. I think that that's a perfect place to kind of end. I mean, unless there was something else you really wanted to bring in, but to kind of end it, because that's really like, usually the last module of something should be kind of like, you know, whatever else tying up whatever ends they need, but then setting them up for success moving forward, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what that would do. Right. So, okay. Now let's create joy in the long run. This is about anchoring this emotion in, this is about showing yourself that you can tune into it when you desire to let it be easier and easier and easier. And let's start finding evidence in your life that really supports it as well. Like, I think, I think that that's just like a a perfect little curriculum with a bow on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like, um, yeah. But that really, uh, like makes a lot of sense, gives them all the awareness foundation, understanding the practices. It's simple. Um, but it will, anyone that does this is going to have, like I always say, it's about when it comes to, when it comes to helping people get results, if you have a curriculum that you believe in so much that if they are to do it, you fully believe that it's going to make a big change for them you know, like then it's really like the ball is really in their court. And I all say that to people. So if you do this program by design and you actually make the time for it, you will not have a different life or sorry, you will not have the same life in a month, two months, three months from now. It's just impossible. And it's true. Someone can't like start tuning into the feeling of joy over and over and do a hypnosis over and over without it having an impact.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And I think that's it, right. Is you, A, have to want to do it, and B, you have to do the work. Like, you can listen to whatever you want all the time, but, like, you still have to – internally want it to happen or nothing's going to happen. If you're like, no, this is like not working. Well, it's not going to work for you. Right. It's whatever story you tell. So if you are believing in it, just like you believe in the courses that you're putting out, right. You believe that they're going to work. And so they do work. Right. And the same goes for the client as well. Right. Like when I'm working with you, it's working because I believe that what you're doing is valuable. And that if I put in the work and you put in the work, it's going to be magic together. Right. And so I think that's what it's all about too.
0: And a huge part of how I approach, um, course design with people is really, to, and this is a good example is really like, letting it be something that you completely believe in. Like you can't put this together and not believe it's going to help people. And in mm-hmm. that way, you've got your energy behind it. You have your belief behind it. You really believe in what you're offering. It doesn't have to feel salesy because you're like, no, I know I really wanna help women and I have a product that can help them do that. And this is a big part of like what I've been talking about with quantum course design It's like, how do we create, how do we make creative decisions and curriculum decisions and strategies Strategy decisions that allow for as much energy and belief and like being this as possible for you as the business owner. Right. And I can just tell like the way that you're talking about this and also how easy that was for you to be like, okay, well then I think that they would do this. This is embodied for you. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, this, this was what you did. This is everything that really made the process so successful for you, but put together in a way that's so accessible for other people. Mm -hmm. right and so you've got your your energy behind it and that's the thing that will magnetize people to it and magnetize money into your business
1: yeah and the thing that I love about the idea of this course also is it's also I think geared towards any any mother or whatever or person looking to to access that joy but I also think it's really nice and accessible to maybe that mother who's nervous about admitting that this is where they're at, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I, and it's a little bit more secretive, if you will, in a way. It's like you can kind of just like work on it. You don't have to like air your, your whole story to somebody and stuff. It really allows you to access it without having to have that same level of vulnerability i think is the word that i was looking for right because it can be really vulnerable yes. to share where you're at and share that that's what you're thinking or that's what you're experiencing you know you you feel again you feel wrong for for thinking those things and that was yes. i know for me a big thing is i felt like why am i even thinking these right and so this is really accessible to somebody who's maybe not quite ready to put their full story out there
0: yeah and to you know work with a coach like that it I always forget. I'm on coaching calls just constantly, but for a lot of people, like they've never talked about themselves with a stranger or you know a coach, Mm -hmm. someone you know, but. And so I've found many times that people prefer an option that doesn't have coaching calls. Um, I've put courses out there where I add coaching calls in as bonuses and people will wait until that bonus expires (laughs) so that they can buy it without the coaching calls because they're at a point in their journey where that feels really unsafe to them and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think you're absolutely right. This is a beautiful place for people to come in and do their own work. And I think it'll naturally open them up to being able to talk about it more because you'll be that permission slip for them. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's a, that's a process. So.
1: And I also wonder if you could almost do it as like a DIY and then like a VIP option kind of thing, right? Like that has that ability to connect or that like, no, I want to do this by myself right now. So that there's kind of like that two option.
0: You could definitely do it that way. So um, yeah, you could do it completely as a DIY, Um, and then there could be an add-on that's like a a weekly coaching call with you or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, and that would obviously be quite a bit more money, but, um, you might even get like a great thing about doing it that way. You might get people that buy in for the DIY and are liking it so much and feeling so like able to be open because of what you're sharing inside the modules that they, you know, reach out and want to work with you, but they needed like that bit of a stepping stone. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you could also do, you know, like boxer support or um, something like that. W- you'd want it to work with your schedule. Um, But there's all kinds of things you could do in terms of a VIP option.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wheels are and, turning for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I know you had talked about with your. Uh, with your one-on-one having a 12 12 week option and then a six week option but this could be the six week Mm one-on-one
1: that's true so
0: yeah Mm. so that they're like uh, the way I love to structure my business personally as much as possible is that I have so much of the knowledge and like understanding and tech tutorials and stuff like that recorded at this point so I can like I get my coaching gets to support people as they work through the content that does a ton of the work for me at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously that took some time to build, but I think that can be where there's a really beautiful marrying of a, a curriculum that you've recorded and coaching where they already, you're not explaining all this stuff to them. They've already watched it inside the course, but now they're applying it and they get your help with diving a little bit deeper. And it's just so I don't know. Like, I just feel like I have a lot of, it looks like I'm, you said to me the other day, like, how do you do all this different content? And I'm like, I have so many systems in my business that I don't feel like I work that much, but I know it looks like I'm just constantly putting stuff out there. Um, but that's why, because so much of it has become recorded at this point. So this curriculum, if you recorded, it could really lend itself very well to a one-on-one coaching package that was maybe say six weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. That yeah. Mean? I love that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this was awesome. Like, I, I mean, I feel like that, like that little like headliner was the only part that I kind of had thought about before, but I hadn't really like delve into like what something would look like. So I feel like this yeah. was so, so great. Like in just seeing how to like, kind of like break it down and stuff. So yeah, yeah. this was all amazing. And I'm like so grateful awesome. for you taking the time with me today too.
0: Well, thank you so much. I think this will be a really valuable, um, just replay for people or, or uh, call for people to be able to listen to, because yeah, this process of like, I mean, we make it all about mindset and it is, but you still need the tools, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, that's the part where I just really love talking to people about strategy and doing it in a way that feels very aligned for them and that they can really get their energy behind. So, um, thank you for just being such a great test subject. <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> for
0: Anytime. Call. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Cool. Maria. Thank you so much. Oh, where can people connect with you if they want to?
1: Uh, so I'm on Instagram at infinitely you coaching. And I also have a website at infinite or www.infinitely you So those are the two oh, places.
0: I'm going to link those because we might have some moms that want to connect with you and just, yeah, learn more about what you're, you're up to.
1: And I would love that. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me today, Lauren.
0: No worries. Thanks all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.